Okay, good luck. Um, I want to share with you an incredible story. I know the last couple of weeks I've been doing stories which are from a couple of centuries ago. Uh, but I uh, want to share with you a more current story. Very, very relevant story to what we just learned about today in the Torah portion of the splitting of the Reed Sea. We learned about how the Jewish people are in an impossible situation. And they don't know what to do, and everyone's arguing about the next step. And then there is this man, Nachshem and Aminadav, who has this sense of mission and this, this connection to Moshe Rabbeinu, when, so that when Moshe Rabbeinu says, travel forward, he can actually hear Moshe Rabbeinu say this, while everyone else is wondering what to do. He's traveling forward. He knows that he has to go towards Mount Sinai. He knows that's the direction to go. doesn't matter that, that the sea is in his way. doesn't matter if there will be a mountain in his way. Moshe says to go in this direction, and because of his steadfast and resolute trust in Hashem and in Moshe Rabbeinu, God made the miracle of the splitting of the Red Sea. So on that uh, note, I want to share with you a more current story, uh, a story of miraculous, the miraculous recovery of Rabbi Shalom Bear and Yehuda Herzl. They actually uh, spent some time in Los Angeles as well and uh, got to know many of the Chabad emissaries uh, uh, live here locally. Um, in 19, I'm sorry, in 2013, Rabbi Shalom Bear Herzl uh, went for examination and in, the, in a fraction of a, of a second, his whole world felt like it was crashing down on him because this um, doctor called him in and said that your tests came back and you have cancer. So he was, at that time, he's a Chabad emissary in Ramat Golan in Israel. And he, he really was at the height of his career. He was doing so much and he was so active and so much was going on and all of a sudden he had to deal with this this disease and he said that he was in such pain in his head in such strong headaches the need to take such so much painkiller that it it um, he had to make so much painkiller that that um, he was confused and he couldn't think and it was really, really bothering him. Uh, not just the pain, but the confusion the, of, of having to deal with such a sudden dramatic illness. And beyond the illness itself, the, um, the, the, uh, the, the, the painkiller. And so one friend of his calls him up who doesn't really know too much about his situation, doesn't know what he's dealing with. And he asks his friend, and his friend asks him, tell me, how's it going? And his friend, he tells his friend, it's difficult and it's complicated. So his friend, who is also a Chabad emissary, he says, who gave you permission to talk like that? How dare you talk like that? He says, you remember I sent you yesterday something the Rebbe said? The, Re- the day before he had sent him a, a very short letter. The Rebbe wrote to someone how uh, you have to always... Maintain your trust in Hashem. And they were told someone, 
that they should study three or four times Shara Bitachon. They should study Shara Bitachon, duties of the heart, gate of trust, three or four times. And the Rebbe, and the Rebbe commented and said that you, we talk about faith, talk about faith, but then when it actually comes to having faith, people say, doesn't mean me. It's, it's not about me. So that's what his friend said. And he's, it sort of gave him a patch. It gave him like, it's like slapped him. It was like, like cold water that was poured on him. But it was said it was healthy for him. It helped him. And, of course, his friend had no idea what he, was, what he was saying, who he was talking to. He didn't know what he was dealing with. But at that moment, this Chabad rabbi, this emissary, who was always devoted to his mission and spreading Torah and Judaism, he suddenly uh, felt that this was part of his mission. That he wasn't just sent to spread Torah and Ramat Golan, but this, he's told his wife, and he told his family, this is part of our mission. If this is happening to us, the Rebbe teaches us that every time Hashem sends you a challenge, it is just that, it's a challenge, and that we have to discover our inner strength to deal with it. And that's what the challenge is meant for. It's meant for us to bring out our inner strength, and we're going to approach this, that, we're, that this is part of our mission. That's what, that's what he told his wife. He told it to his wife, while they were on a plane to Florida, where he was going to get, he had no choice, he had to go to Florida, where he was going to get extensive treatment. The Rebbe had written a letter to someone else in a very similar situation. The letter goes something like this. You write that you have to go to the United States because of, to receive medical treatment. So it's obvious that if you're being sent to the United States, it's not just for medical treatment, it's also because God guides the steps of man for a mission, that what man's meant to do. And therefore you should spread the wellsprings of Hasidus to the men, women, and children in the place that you're going to. And the faster and the more alacrity you have in doing your mission, the faster you'll be able to return back to Israel. So he took this, not just literally and personally, but with his full integrity and with his full heart and soul, and not just of himself, but his whole family, that this is what their life is about. This is what Hashem has placed them. They're not, change, not stopping their mission. Their mission has changed direction. They are shluchim. They're emissaries of the Rebbe, and they have something to, that has to get done. But it's not in Ramat Golan at the moment. It's in Florida. And they connected with the community in Florida, and they showed up for whatever it was that they, they were needed for. It didn't matter what they were asked to do. They, they showed up for whatever it was because they had this clear sense of, of mission. That's, he put it this way. People think it's from uh, non-Jewish sources, but it's a teaching of the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe said, don't ask what you need, ask what you're needed for. This same Rabbi Schoenberg Herzl, uh, when he was a child, he was once in an audience with the Rebbe, and the Rebbe asked him what he, if he speaks Yiddish. He says, yes, I speak Yiddish. He, then he, uh, the Rebbe started asking him what he's learning. He says, I'm learning Lechacha, the Torah portion where God tells Avram to leave his father's house. So the Rebbe asked him, do you know what Lechacha means? He didn't, but... He knew the context of Lechacha, so he guessed. And he made up a new interpretation of Lechacha. He says, Lechacha means get out. So the Rebbe smiled broadly. And that was the, 
That was that was their his moment with the Rebbe. And he thought that this exchange really has a message for him in his situation. That if you do indeed enter this kind of a situation of 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 such confusion, you need to get out. You need to get out of the feeling of being a victim and feeling trapped and feeling like that your 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 life is meaningless and you just stay sit all day and sleep all day because you're in pain. He has to feel that wherever he is, whatever is going on, it's part of his mission. That's why he's. That's why it's happening. And and I mean, I, I, we're, we're, this this kind of um, of an attitude. Obviously, we're talking about someone who's a very giant spirit to be able to have this while he's enduring such incredible pain. He said, "You can't imagine the pain I was going through. You can't." But at the same time, he said, "I was charged. I had. I was. It was. He had a soulful." Um, attitude to what was going on day after day with all the chemo, all the treatments, and all the operations that he went through, he felt very soulful in all of this, this entire experience. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was painful in body, but he, he didn't, his spirit was very strong. And um, the doctors didn't really have, many doctors didn't have too much hope for him. But uh, miraculously, Baruch Hashem, he he survived, and not only did he survive, but uh, after he recovered, he returned back to his post in Ramat Golan, and as the Torah says in this Torah portion, God says, "I promise you that all the disease that I place upon the Egyptians, I will not place upon you." And the Talmud explains that when God heals you. He heals you in a way that there's no that the illness is not noticeable at all that it ever happened, and that's how he felt. And that's how he was physically. He completely recovered, and when he came back to, to Ramat Golan, he was so strong and so um, animated that he began doing new things he never did before. One of the things that he started doing was this program called Parsha and Music, and he invited all kinds of musicians to come to his home and they would learn the parsha and they would and they were professional musicians and they would play music and he would teach chabad melodies and they would play the melodies on their instruments and it was very popular and very exciting and he was able to reach a lot of Moshe, a lot of different villages in the, in Ramat Golan that he never knew before and it was really really going well it was such it was going so well that chabad headquarters in israel actually sent Rabbi Naftali Lipsker to go visit what he visit him, see what he's doing, so other guys should learn how stuff can get done in other places as well. So Rabbi Lipsker actually visited him uh, last year after Passover, and he is uh, driving with him. Talk, um, the, the, I'm sorry, he he was at this time after Passover last year. His son Yehuda told he, he was about to get into the car. And all of a sudden, he felt such pain in his head. And his little boy, little boy Yehuda, started to throw up. So he's told his son, my son, we're going now to Schneider Hospital in Israel. They go to Schneider Hospital, they do, exam, they do the exams. And the next day, Rab, I'm not sure the exact day, but shortly afterwards, Rabbi Lipsker arrives. And he's driving with Rabbi Lipsker. His wife calls him, and she asks him, are you driving? And he said, yes. He says, please, can you pull over to the side? He pulls over to the side, and again, the heavens crash upon him. The doctors said that his son, Yehuda, has a growth in his 
in his brain, not just a large growth, but a very large growth. And and the, the, not just, it wasn't only a large growth, but it was affecting him not just painfully. He, he, the boy says the story himself, how much pain he was in. But not only was it so painful, but the doctors said that every moment it's getting more and more dangerous, and it's a, it's it's going it's reaching his heart. This this the the illness is affecting his heart as well, and he he needs to get immediately he needs to get immediate treatment. So. Uh, he he and his son, you know, of course, had a father son heart to heart talk, and this boy. He addresses all of his friends and all of his family who made all good resolutions and prayed for him. He made, he made a little video of himself telling them how he trusts in Hashem, how things are going to be okay, everything is in God's hands, and he hopes and he's sure that he's going to get better. The video went viral. And people all over the world were making good decisions. And the boy says how much strength he got from people making these making these prayers on his behalf, making these good decisions, do mitzvahs on his behalf. And he had to actually come here to look to, to California to uh, take care of, to do various operations here. And he said, this boy says, he feels like he is a shliach here in California. He's an emissary of Hashem here in California. That's why he's sent here. He's not sent here because of just the operations. He feels that this is, this is why he's here. And while he was here in California... They made, again, the partial music, and they made events. And throughout this whole time, very musical, there was one song that they especially loved. And the song, I think this song dates back to the time of the Middle Rebbe. Uh, it's an old Hasidic melody. This song means uh, God's wrath lasts but a moment. At night, I go to sleep crying, and in the morning, I wake up with song. And the, the song expressed, David HaMelech says in this entire chapter of Tehillim, how Hashem suddenly uh, transforms things from agony and mourning to absolute joy. You, you transformed my sackcloth uh, to, to dancing. You transformed my eulogy to dancing. You opened up my sackcloth and you filled it with joy. So this was the way that they approached um, why, the, why they were here. They're here because they're on a mission. They are shluchim. They're with the Rebbe. They're not here by themselves. And as the Rebbe said clearly that when a Jew has a test, it's and he has to approach this with just that. It's a test meant to summon inner strength and more trust in Hashem. And that's how they approach it, unbelievably. God should not test us. But uh, they, a second time, dealt with the same exact scenario. And Baruch Hashem, this boy is actually 100% fine today. They went back, Baruch Hashem to Ramat Golan. And all the musicians, all their friends, they, they, they again went back to their music and parsha. But it's not the same music and parsha there was before. There's a new energy, a new happiness, a new feeling, and it's contagious, and it's growing. And it's growing with this nisham energy of the sense of, of shlichot, the sense of mission, and the sense of trust in Hashem that 
they only were able to experience because of the great incredible challenges that no one wishes upon themselves but that's what brought this new kind of energy and now Baruch Hashem father and son are together at Yisrael and uh, celebrating uh, celebrating Parshas B'Shalach as we are anyways that's the story I want to share tonight any questions comments or anything else it's on Facebook. It's recorded. Don't worry. All right. Okay. Good work, Baruch. Good work, Beryl. Good work, JJCS at Management. Good work, Yehuda.